All right, yeah. Well, good evening, everybody. Let okay, me let take me mute all. I'm going to mute all, and then I'll unmute you. Oh, yeah, please. Okay. Okay, go ahead and unmute. Okay. Good evening, everybody. There's uh, Mary, Yariv, Fritz. Fritz has got another background. Uh, Gary C., thank you for the donation, Gary. Susanna, Pat, always in the process of healing. The Void, George. Yes. Susanna, what happened? You got to look, you got to, someone punched you? Yeah. Uh, we have Linda. Oh, we have a lot of little people here. Keith, nice to see you. We got Zoe. Zoe's horizontal today. He finally gave up. That's good. Deepak, Jack is camping slash homelessness. <laughs> Linda. Uh, Richard Trevino, one of my main men, yeah. Uh, Nancy, everybody else. Sonny, nice to see you, Sonny, and Sue, everyone. All right, so the message of non-duality is actually pretty easy, yes? Everyone could agree. So why isn't it that, you know, it can seem to be gotten intellectually, but it doesn't seem to, let's say, uh, spread out yeah there must be something going on that's causing a garbledness of the information or the message the message must be getting diverted or redirected or claimed or something because non-duality is just not two so the only thing you would need to really study would be duality yeah and then instead of trying to arrive at some place will, you know, from someplace will be in the, the movement will be a negating of that someplace that causes you to want to arrive at another someplace, yeah? So it's negating that someplace that determines the direction or how you see things or the way you move. So it's a negation of that. So, and what happens is what we seem to be right now is, is the act of duality in a sense. So it's the, it's the duality itself. It's not making any effort to. It's just that duality can't swallow non-duality. Yeah? It can't, uh, it can't understand non-duality. It can intellectually maybe understand it, but it doesn't get it because it's the act of duality. And so this is what happened with me, you know, ended up non-duality after you do a number of things. And then uh, I felt that resonate, you know, the reson, the resonance or whatever you call it, you know, some ahas. And basically they seem to have a very short life. So I'd have to go to the next page or read another book or listen to somebody else or go to a meeting to try to capture that aha and let it extend a little more. And there seemed to be like a drag or a anti-current of the message getting through, which seems it would seem to be uh, 
I mean, in, in the sense of non-duality, hearing the message of non-duality really, really shows you that you're the obscuring agent, so to speak, yeah? Other, meth other ideas, they sort of co uh, align with or fit in to the, the subject-objectness. So, but the non-duality message is really triggers that uh, and reveals the duality. It's, that's what's so beautiful about it. So you approach non-duality like everything else, like meditation, uh, you know, Course in Miracles, I'm going to do all these lessons, and I'm going to have a shift of perception, and I'm going to get out of the guilt, and I am going to go realize the atonement that nothing ever happened and all this and all that but it's basically still riding the same horse not knowing the horse is the reason why you seem to constantly be going and never arrive so so this message for me was not only hearing the non-duality because it started to like highlight or illuminate duality in other words i could see it as my whole the movement of my life like a low tide and a high tide for me it was extreme there was being an active addict and getting, then recovering from that yeah and it was just constantly coming and going getting bigger getting smaller feeling great feeling da and when i heard this message the non-duality i that really rubbed that activity uh raw so to speak and when that activity could align with a, with a goal or a path, then it was still hidden. I still really believed that Paul was going to arrive at the truth. I really did. I believed that Paul needed a little tinkering, maybe a purification here or there, uh, you know, concentrate better, be more focused. But it was going to be Paul the whole time that Paul was going to arrive somewhere and that Paul was going to get it. And, it and in the, the methodologies I was first introduced to, that matched. Like recovery is basically a lot like that. And then Buddhism would be a lot of doing. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do metta, you know, send loving, you know, vibes to everybody. And all like this, all like that. So did, it didn't really stop and rub that which I was taking myself to be. It didn't. It didn't really like sandpaper it. But non-duality did. When I heard non-duality, I could see in a very short period of time that I was definitely, the I that I'm not, was the obscuring agent. It wasn't that something was obscuring it or there was something in the way or there was a couple of obstacles that had to be moved. No. I was it, in a way. I was the dilemma. I couldn't get it. There's no way, the way I am, I cannot grok this message. Yeah, because I just keep doing it the way, way I did everything else, and it's not working. Where the other things would look like they worked. So it basically aligned with the system that's the obscuring. And so the system thought it could become less obscure or more focused or more clear, but non-duality rubbed it a totally different way. And instead of like, okay, I need to learn another form of meditation, it was like, well, ask, who's this meditator? Who's this, who is this that needs these techniques? Who is it that keeps on going? 
Who is it that has to get better? Who is it that when they're sitting in the, in the meditation hall, it waits for everyone else to leave so it feels like it's the best meditator? What's going on? And therefore, and then I, so while I was going to non-duality meetings, where when I used to go to other meetings, it would just go swimmingly, yeah? I'd feel earnest, I'd feel inspired, I'd feel like a noble calling. It was perfectly, it fit Paul perfectly. So Paul went on thinking it was going to be, have the experience of truth or enlightenment and awakening. But non-duality was a different beast. Non-duality immediately started rubbing me raw, like uh, when you have a thick... uh, Maybe if he disabled his video, he's frozen. Yeah, he might be dropping out. I have to come back on. Did he? Yeah, he left. Paul's in the void. Real message, guys, the silence. <laughs> yes, any way you want. Paul did get upgraded Wi Fi, so I don't know why. What happened to Paul? What? What happened to Paul? He dropped out. Uh, did he go to Nirvana? He yes, left cool. the building. <laughs> Um, Nevada or Nirvana? <laughs> Nirvana. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm from Boston. You know I'm from Boston, Michael. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Cut me some slack, man. Hey, yeah. man, I missed I missed the meeting yesterday. I thought it was at one thirty, not ten thirty. So I missed it. Do you know he got a new charger? I know he had a charger problem. Yeah, oh yeah. Wi-Fi died. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We could do the meeting that way. Him on the phone. Okay, I got you on speaker, Paul. Just pick up the talk right from where you are. We'll do. <laughs> I'm not a performing animal. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, see what's happening. Amelia went out. I'm gonna try to go outside. Okay. So tell everyone to forget everything I said. We'll let Mike Z take over from here. We'll let Mike Z take over. He'll be your opener and keep him warm. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 you want to name a plug? All right, Paul. Well, 
I'll be right there. Right on. We got. We're good. Actually, actually, actually <laughs> <laughs> really, jeez. I gotta. I gotta make sure I'm muted. Now, why? How come Senna? Your show muted, but how come it? What? Oh, hmm. I was trying to figure out why your picture showing, even though you're muted, because usually the picture shows when you're unmuted. She's not muted. I know, but I mean, no, she's muted right here. See, oh. icon shows muted. Well, you try. You you can disable my camera in the box. No, I don't want to disable your camera. Usually, if I mute the person, then the it's only the open mic that shows the person. So if you're muted, you shouldn't be showing. That's what I want. Zoom's losing so, Okay, now you're unmuted. I'm going to mute you again. But that's what. But what's strange is that your picture is still showing. <laughs> normally the speaker shows up. Like normally I should show up, right? Yeah. Maybe we are showing up for everybody, but only. Should. I think it bounces depending on who's talking. That's what I mean, though. But you're not bouncing. <laughs> You're just on. You're just. Oh, are you he likes me, I guess. <laughs> you, look, you look great, Santa. Don't worry about it. Something's just. You can hear me okay, though? Okay. Yes. Thanks. You can pin your own video, and then we'll be forced to look at you. Don't do it. Well, while we're waiting for Paul, I will mentioned that uh, some wisdom that Nick came up with when he was uh, telling Judith in our talk earlier that uh, there's this the Buddhist idea that there's two gifts that people don't open life and death. We were talking about, you know, like the idea of people avoiding the impermanence and stuff like that. And then I, I said smartly back to him, but what about the present? You know, don't we, because <laughs> the present is the gift, right? But then, and then his wisdom was that, but you can't open the present. It can unfold and open right but the idea that there's a static present that you can open you might want to unmute paul he's back hey mm. hello ah, good hello welcome back welcome back the, the presence of the uh present mo moment uh -oh. yeah that you can't open the present because it's an unfolding <laughs> But you can't open actual present. That's <laughs> like what you're looking for can't you can't find what you're looking for, what's looking can't find it. This is what happens when I go away for five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Because, Jesus Christ. Because the present is fleeting. <laughs> let me try to let me go back to what I was attempting to say. Yeah. Okay. I hope you're getting the flow of it. Yes? There's many things I've entered that uh, the person that should have been questioned at the door wasn't questioned, yeah? And then that person got in, into that path, into that program, into that course, and basically went ahead and did what it was doing. And all the while, that act of claiming, the mental process of claiming, the idea of Paul through the doing and the hearing and the feeling and the tasting was going on unbeknownst to me completely. And I was sharing the difference that, that happened when I went, I got introduced to non-duality because non-duality basically didn't give me a light to use to look for the truth. It turned on the light. It turned the light on me. Yeah. And I had a look and I saw 
what they were speaking of when they were saying non-duality, not two, was the two-ness that I take myself to be. See, by I only picture myself as a one, but what I am is a two-ness, seemingly, an activity. So I am what's being negated, you know? Or like Ramana would say that there's the presupposing of a non-existent thing, which would be an object, yes? Being existent, which would be the subject, yes? Yeah, wants to get salvation now for the, the subject hybrid hybrid called Paul. If that's the case, the spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing that idea of Paul. How can they destroy it? That's the message in a way. That's the first shoe you put on. Yeah, and see if it fits. And then if that fits, then you're led to a the idea of you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. Why? Why would that be not useful? It, could only, it would only be seen as not useful if you are Buddha, if you are light, if you are mind. Anyone else, it would be good. It would be seen noble trying to use light, trying to use mind, trying to use Buddha. Yes, to arrive at Buddha light and mind. It would, be, it would be incredibly noble. But the fact is, we are Buddha light and mind. Yeah, it's not that we're going to be or we were, we are. Yeah. And so for me, the, the message of non duality immediately turns into warnings so that how duality is expressed and hidden as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, like a one, yeah? So the cherry on top of the uh, dualistic cake, where there's the filling and, there's the, and then there's the cake, the cherry is there's that whole dualistic cake is called me, one, yeah? So the cherryness hides the two-ness of the activity. So now the two-ness, it's like in recovery, there's a simple statement that explains a lot and that could save a lot of trouble and a lot of time, which is self can't get out of self. Now, a lot of people understand that intellectually, but they don't understand they're living in that dynamic, but they call one of the selves Paul. So it's Paul, it, it makes total sense to Paul to get out of self, yeah? It makes total sense for Paul to use light to find the truth. It makes total sense to Paul to use Buddhism to find the Buddha. It, it makes total sense to Paul to use mind to find mind because it's all crowned as Paul, yeah? So the duality of subject-objectness is disguised by the impression or the imagining of a single object called Paul. So now Paul is captured the idea, the whole act of Paul is captured perfectly with self can't get out of self, but it doesn't sink in because it's on, oh, on contraire, it's Paul's getting out of self and Paul better get out of self and Paul can succeed in getting out of self. Or it would make Paul super, super stupid all these years trying to get out of self if he couldn't get out of self. So Paul getting out of self Paul is never going to get self, can't get out of self. You see that Paul is self, and then you get the message, self can't get out of self. 
then see non-duality is only confusing to Paul it's it's completely it makes it's it makes seamless sense it's unbelievably clear and clean yeah if you see it from what you are if you hear it as what you are if you hear it as what you're not it's just fucking confusing yeah and then what you're not tries to grapple with it and it's sort of like a weird tool to watch you're not because it doesn't work too well but it's going to try to use it as a tool to get out of shit really so Oh, um, there's no Paul, so there's no Paul who's an alcoholic, so I don't need to do the 12 sets of AA. And then you're fucking drunk. Call me up at 3 in the morning. Incredible non-duality. <laughs> so this thing rubbed it, rubbed, and then... When, when the little veneer of Paul goes away, when you rub through just a little, uh, just a little vision, you'll see the two-ness. Like here's this little figure and inside of it is these two pistons pumping, 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 pumping. Yeah, object, subject, subject, object, object, subject, subject, object. It's fucking insane. So suddenly, oh, Oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so freaking beautiful. And then the next thing you hear that seemed to be so cryptic makes complete sense. You're sitting there going, the seeker is the sort. Like one person who listened to me for years, he ran into me finally, and his whole time he thought I was saying the seeker is the sword, S-W-O-R-D, because I have a thick accent. And he kept wondering, What's what is what's the what's the message? The seeker is the sword. The seeker is the sword. It was totally confusing to him until I said, "No, the seeker is the sword." Yeah. Oh, this is sort of what it's like when it's Paul hearing non-duality. It's like the seeker is the sword. So Paul's going to use the sword, the sword of seeking, to cut through the fucking obscuration and then find the truth. A panoramic view of the truth with all the emphasis on me. I'm seeing the truth. I'm not, I'm not the truth yet, but I'm really close. <laughs> so if something's confusing, what's reading your mail isn't you, basically. Yeah. When it gets clear, you're not that. Non-duality is one of the most simplest equations of all time. It doesn't give you any positive number. It just negates. It just says not two. It doesn't say one. It doesn't say anything. It's not two. Basically, it doesn't care about the other side of the equation. It's just negating the two-ness, yeah? And it's going to be very difficult for Paul to get that. Because Paul is of the Tunis. Yeah? Paul is seemingly of the Tunis. It, the only way you can think of one is in comparing to two. Yeah? And then, oh, that's the far off one that's going to be so incredible when I meet it. <laughs> it's going to be a match made in heaven where Paul meets the one. Hopefully Paul will merge into the one but I'd much rather have the one merge into Paul. 
<laughs> so the whole point, I don't know. I went to a few satsangs, felt something was amiss, had some downloads, saw some writings by Ramana Maharshi. He said it in all these different ways, but it was the same thing he said. It was like, and it usually was prefaced with the problem, the greatest mystery. So it had an emphasis on it. And it sort of, it sort of rang true to me because I heard the idea that, oh, you're no, there is nobody. And I was going, well, if that's true, why isn't it not getting through? Yeah. There is nobody. If there is no person, then the, then the, the, the non-person alias person should be able to get that pretty clear. Yeah. Well, what happens is it's the person that he is. It's a non-person. <laughs> That's what happens. It's just like when I was chanting, I'm not a body. I was chanting, I'm not a body. All the while the chanting was reinforcing that I'm a body. <laughs> Thank God it was only for a couple of days. I would have been really bummed out. And I did two years of that. Yeah, it was a few days and then it was seen, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine chanting two years, you're not a body, and then finding out it was reinforcing the body for the two years? <laughs> so the message was fine, non-duality. Let's, from that point on, it's just warnings, really. Warnings of how the duality will encompass the message of non-duality it will it will use non-duality to affirm duality yeah because paul will want to get non-duality yeah paul is the expression of duality even though it thinks it's a singular long-lasting into thing it has nothing to do with that that's a fucking image that's being held in mind it's a movement. It's a contrary, agitated movement. Conflict, aversion, desire, aversion, desire, close, far, ba, 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 ba. You can't use that system to arrive at peace. It would just be more of the system. So that's why we do the talks. Yeah, We try to keep repeating because really... It's not, it's not about having a belief that you're okay just as you are. It's, ha it's having a recognition and a sense feltness, yeah, about what you're not. It's you arrive at where you already are by seeing the activities of what you're not. That's all. And they're not activities. They're activities that imply something that isn't true. When you see that, You'll find out everything, yeah? And maybe you won't find out anything because it's not freaking necessary. And it won't drive for more knowledge. It won't probably drive for a clear ending or a larger awakening. It doesn't have that. Its effect is a very disarming effect. And what, what surrounds it quickly is acceptance, really. 
an ability to start exactly where you are, exactly where you are, not to, not to try to move away from it, not to try to get closer into it, but at an acceptance of it. So, oh. Well, let's go, let's start the question. Let's start the questioning. Anybody want to raise their hands? Gary. Gary, hey, Paul. coming from the corner. Yeah, I'll try to speak from the corner. Um, <laughs> yeah, from, from the, the corner. corner. So one of the things I notice is my, one of my knee-jerk reactions, I hear this stuff, I don't really get it, but I want everybody else in my life to get it. I want, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want all the people I come in contact with to understand this thoroughly so that I'll get it from them. But it feels like it's the other way around. I'm hanging out with them and I'm starting to learn. I guess you're right. I need to do more purification. I need to pray more. And, 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 and so I come back here and get a reminder. Oh, that's, that's the way I've been doing it my whole life and it hasn't worked. So let me see if I can hear this again. Because it does come clear sometimes. And then sometimes I'm... I was on a hike today with all these people and the guy was praying and I think, yeah, pray, that's good. That, but anyway, I, I, I feel like I, I fall off the horse and I, I even know what I'm saying is wrong. <laughs> not wrong. But, um, well. But it's definitely not know, right. I feel like. <laughs> 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 I don't know if they uh, combine praying with hiking now. <laughs> well, hiking was good. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what to, um, then I find myself struggling to like, okay, I know I, I've, I've picked up this virus or something and I'm trying to cure myself from it, but um, these guys, I wish they'd all do it. So then I could remember, but I forgotten and I don't know, uh, how to get back to what I, I think I knew at one point, you know, a day or so ago, <laughs> there was a clarity. Uh, and, and, and today it was muddled. So. <laughs> yeah, but see. <laughs> The, the that which sensed the clarity and that which that sensed the muddledness is what we are. It's not the clarity or the muddledness. It's that which is sensing it. Yeah. It's that which is aware of it. Yeah. See, the way it's set up here usually is we become the emphasis on is on what we're aware of, not on the awareness of it. Yes. 
Yeah. Usually. Yeah. So it see the awareness brings everything to light. And then we get sort of caught up, whatever the head, the, the head gets caught up in, in the appearances. Yes. And runs around with them and stuff like that. But every appearance has been brought into the light by awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, all of it. There's no, you are one of those appearances. Yet this appearance is saying it's the one that's seeing all the appearances. Yeah. But it's not. It's an appearance, yeah? But there's a field. It isn't you aware. There's awareness. You isn't, it's, awareness isn't like a mystical lighthouse, yeah? That's, it's just, the, you know, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not in a location, nor is it uh, a thing, yeah? nor does it come or go, nor does it seem to make any effort or thought to be aware, nor it doesn't seem to discriminate what it's aware of. It doesn't seem to have any other uh, activity other than being aware, yeah? And it's probably brought a lot of things into awareness, and yet everything that has appeared in the awareness hasn't left the mark on the awareness, yeah? Yeah. Well, the language doesn't want us to start there. So the language says, oh, I was the one, very casually, I was, I was muddled and just the two hours before I was clear. See? But see, that is another appearance masquerading as the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. And it's going to continue to do that. That's the system. But you don't have to have such a the investment in it will be changed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, there'll be a shifting of interest and attention and just maybe, just maybe some of the interest and some of the attention will be on the awareness is, which is not an experience. The experience of a thing with another thing is allowed by awareness, but awareness is not an experience. So it's not going to be you, that's aware of awareness. There'll just be awareness, yeah? And you'll, you'll see the, the appearances are, are occurring in this giant context of awareness. There's no conflict or argument, nothing. There's just what is, yeah? And maybe you'll get a sense of starting from there, from the awareness, not from the appearance that claims to be seeing all the other appearances. Maybe you'll get a set. You've had senses of it already. Yeah. And yeah. so that is that sense of that isn't something that the appearance is remembering and forgetting. It isn't. That awareness can't be remembered because it's never gone and it doesn't need to be, and it can't be forgotten because it always is. Yeah. So, you can't give the attributes of an appearance to it. Yes. And that's what we're doing, especially with the language. We're trying to, to, to talk about awareness like everything else as awareness is clear and then unclear. It gets caught up in things. It doesn't, it doesn't do any of that. It's just gi a giant field of awareness. Whatever comes in, goes out. Da, da, da. No one's, there's no locked doors or no, no gatekeepers, no tolls. I was aware of the worst day of my life and I was aware of the best day of my life. Yeah. 
I would have rather not been aware of the worst day of my life, but I don't have any volition, basically. Yeah, I don't. Now, I believe I have free will, but in fact, my experience, at least in this area, of, about the seeing and actually beyond that, the awareness of the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, I don't seem to have much volition about it at all. Yeah? So basically, yeah. something is on completely, and yet I play a role of thinking I can be on and off. Yeah? And therefore, yeah. of course, I can be on and off. Certain things scare me because they could make me off, and other things I desire because they'll make me on. And we're, we're swimming in this dualistic little muddled interpretation. We're not. The head is. And yet, all the while, what we are is hasn't been moved or it's, it's untouched. I would just like a little of that brought into the content. You're not going to find it as a product in the content. You can, it can be an influence in the content. Yeah, because like Jesus says, you're in the content, but you're not of the content. So in other words, let's say you're in the, he didn't say that, but I'm using it. You're in the content, but you're of the context. Yes? yes. Yeah. So let's just uh, at least be clear in that. So if Gary feels he needs to pray while he's hiking far out, who cares? Really? Yeah, because you're not that. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot, just, oh, man. Well, you know, no. you would would have your story if you if you vacuumed ninety seven percent of the interest off it. The story the story would still be going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be muted quite a lot. You'd forget it like that. You would live as if this was more like a mural than you know single photo shots. Yeah, all these feelings would start becoming very vague, very vague but dominant. You'll feel like, when does Monday stop and Tuesday start? What the fuck's going on? It just seems like this one long event, like with no exhale, just, just an exhale, no inhale, exhale, just on, on, on. These things start coming into your system and they, they, they work, they go into the fissures and they crack the system apart. Yeah, it gets put back together again but now you're not the ghost in the machine anymore. You're the ghost and there's a, an appearance of a machine in it. There's no ghost in the machine. We're the ghost and there's an appearance of a machine in it. Yeah, that's all, it's a simple correction. See how it works? This is a, you can't map out a way to be led back to where you never left. So you're basically, we're just attempting to you know, question the assumptions and the presumptions and the uh, insinuations and the insidiousness of the yapping. There's something going on that most of us aren't aware of. That's all. Yeah. And it's not yeah. a, because of a lack of awareness. There's no lack of awareness. Yeah. So we're trying to become conscious of something that its whole drive and you as its emblem is to be unconscious of something. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. You're trying to use a, you're trying to herd cats, you know? It, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So what happens? Uh, you see yourself from a different field, yeah? You see the activity that's implying Paul, and there's no Paul that's there, yeah? It's all made up, yeah? And therefore, you can have fun with it. Fuck it. I mean, you enjoy it. It's hilarious to me, really. 
when I was believing this shit, it was like CNN headlines every second. I'm going to be fucked. I was fucked. I'm never going to be loved constantly. The same material is moving through, but it's like Comedy Central. What happened? Nothing. The, 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 the information didn't really change. What's collating it did? Held has probably. Yeah, and I'm very clear I could not bring that about. But I, I, as Paul, can observe it. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed it. I've noticed things have happened that I have no, I, I have no idea how they came about. And I definitely know I had nothing to do with it. But they, there has been changes. Yeah. So there you go. Go back to the corner, Gary. I'm right okay. in the other corner. You just don't look there. I'm right there. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Gary. Jack. Hi, Paul. Hey, Jack. How are you? Oops, I think I muted you. Sorry. Are you there, I, Jack? Uh, yeah. I just had a quick statement and then a somewhat of a question. Um, uh, I I just wanted you to know that I've definitely gotten relief from the teachings and uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, I can see a lot of people um, in recovery benefiting. Um, uh, so. <clears throat> Great. Yeah, yeah. And I've been letting people know that I, you know, people I know that are in recovery. And uh, so, yeah, really awesome. And I, I really appreciate it. Um, I guess the, the only question would be is like, <clears throat> I've, uh, I've done a lot of practice and a lot of study. And, you know, I've done the meditation retreats. And uh, I feel like I've gotten to the same point that you describe where, you know, it's like enough fucking writing, enough studying, enough sitting, you know, and, uh, that, that Zen, uh, saying keeps popping in my head when the student's ready, the teacher will, will appear. And, and I kind of feel like that's happened. Um, but I guess the only question would be is, is, do you, do you, would you think that it was part of getting to this understanding of non-duality that a lot of that other stuff had to take place first? A lot of that study, meditation, whatever it was, it's like you, you couldn't become a, re, become a recovering alcoholic unless you had drank, right? Uh, yes. That's, that's kind of the way I'm thinking about as far as the study and stuff goes. I mean, I, I don't that. feel... Yeah, go ahead, please. No, I said I wish I would have skipped that point and just become right, a recovering right. alcoholic. But, but exactly, and I feel the same way about all this. I, I wish I could have just gone to a non-duality class and gotten it in one day before I did everything else. But I did it. But I did everything else, you know. So <laughs> here I am. Yeah. But, uh, well, let me just say, Jack. Let me say a because this up a lot you know it doesn't really matter so 
in one level, let's say there's time going on and in time, yes, in time yep. going on, there's cause and effect, there's all this stuff. And so right. that's like a dreaming. So the dreaming in time goes a certain way. So therefore what happens leads to what's going to happen and so on and so forth. It makes sense, yes. Uh, for me to become a recovered alcoholic, I had to be an addict alcoholic, yes. All right. So, so uh, <laughs> though I wish it wasn't as long as it had been. But yes, all right. But then there's also the idea of, well, it's, I don't like to use timelessness, but let's say not of time. And in that, everything is happening all at once, let's say. Yes? Yeah? So in a weird thing, you look like you're in time and you're moving, but then when a certain, uh, when this, uh, like when something hit me very strongly, it told me it had always been this way. Yeah? So when something that didn't seem to be uh, obvious a second before became obvious, part of its becoming obvious says that it always has been obvious. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it negated the whole story in time. But I think, you know, I think, I think you can wear it both ways or neither. So because we have this a lot, a lot of people say, well, if you hadn't done that this could have happened yes from that point of view that's true but in this case when you arrive at the goal it tells you you never left so did did all that stuff ever really bring you to where you never left yeah so it's a tricky one it just matters all right you look at it one way let's say with time glasses you see it like my friend used to be a uh, drawer and he he'd draw the things and he had a, a a notebook of paper and then you go like this and it'd be a living little movie yeah but each frame each page was a different and then he went and it was like a movie so that's so there so in time it looks like that in timelessness it's like nothing ever happened <laughs> and i think they both are right in a way it just matters in the content, one is right. In the context, the other is right. Yeah? So the content is totally, totally accepted in the context. So, yeah, you have a story, and then uh, <laughs> the goal of the story tells you you didn't have a story. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like getting two out of, for the price of one. It's great, really. So you have your story that you did this, and then it gives a lot of failed shit meaning because look at that failure led to this. Yeah, so it's a nice way of looking at things, yeah? And the Course in Miracles captured is, captures it as you and I are dreaming this dream. Well, I don't like the word dream, but you and I are dreaming this dreaming, and we're going to dream ourselves out of this dreaming. So going to programs, meditating, all like that. And as we do, when we're in this act in time of dreaming ourselves out of the dream of time, when we're doing that, the dream's going to get happier also. So now you've reached a, a, a turn in the dreaming, which is happier, which is you don't have to do shit, which is a lot nicer than doing all that stuff. So 
it's working. The dream's getting happier. <laughs> you can camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. Yes. Camping is okay. <laughs> hiking is okay with prayer or without prayer. Prayer does not make hiking okay. Hiking's okay. And if you want to add some prayer, far, far out. <laughs> doing nothing is fine. Doing nothing is, a, you know, they used to talk about the speed of mind. Yeah. Mind. Incredibly speedy. So Ramana alluded to it once. You see this guy sitting there. He looks like he's doing nothing, but he's doing unbelievable. His mind is going, is rotating at such a speed. I mean, the mind. Yeah. So it looks like he's doing nothing, but a whole lot of shit's happening. Yeah. So, all right, Jack, go back to the camp. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. We got you camping. We got Gary in the corner. Uh, we got George in the void. We got, uh, I think, Zoe in the bed. Yeah. Oh, James is out cold. He's... Oh, he moved. Pat's got her hand up. Uh, so uh, thanks again, Paul. Like, I um, appreciate you so much, really. Um, I'm kind of grateful that the virus gave me this opportunity to participate live with you. So uh, uh, I'm, I've been thinking about names and naming, naming. So tonight you were talking about subject, object, subject, object, subject. And so I don't think there is such a thing as an object that doesn't have a name. So for example, if astronomers find some new star they didn't know was there, the first thing they do, they give it a name, right? So um, if I feel like the name, the names are very confining. So you can look up your name. What does your name mean? How does your name define you as an object? So Paul probably is a name that comes from the Bible, right? And pa Patricia, I looked up, sort of means a noble person, like whatever. But uh, it 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 it, it, it makes me think of like in the Bible. There's actually two accounts of creation, Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And they're kind of, I th they were done historically at incredibly different times, but because they're both creation accounts, apparently they were lumped together. And one, Genesis 1 is the non-duality account, and Genesis 2 is the duality account. So in Genesis 1, it's God says... Uh, Oh, God created man in his own image. In the, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God saw everything he had made and behold, it was very good. So that's sort of the biblical non-duality account. And then Genesis 2, whoa, now we're getting to um, God taking dust from the earth and creating it into a man named Adam, oh, the name appears. And then, then in Genesis 2, God creates all the birds and the beasts and everything. And, and, and 
God brings them to Adam to see what Adam would name them. And whatever name he gave them, that was the name. And then the woman was named Eve. So I, I really appreciate when you are delivering the message and you're talking about Paul. So, I mean, it's like, I just think part of, for me, my awareness is like the awareness of the name and the limitation of the name and the name is associated with an object and I am not that. I am yeah, not great. That. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense somehow? Yeah, makes total sense to you, eh? To me. <laughs> there you go. That's what's important. <laughs> I liked it. I hadn't heard uh well, you know, to me, the one, the Genesis thing, when they're in the Garden of Eden, I guess the the tree of knowledge was good and evil, right? That's duality. So they, uh, they, they took a bite of that, and then they started to see uh, uh, differences instead of the similarity. Yeah. Yeah. And then in Buddhism, they took about consciousness. And then consciousness, uh, one of the, f is, is the consciousness itself gets obscured by giving name and to form. Yeah. So name and form. So everything is now given a name and a form. And this is how we see things perceptually and stuff. And they're all, it's a programming. Yeah. And that programming can't get out of itself. No. Yes. No. And so you have to sort of have a negation or a, a questioning of the program from outside the program. Yeah. yeah. And then the program can be turned against itself. And that's the who am I? So the who am I is what you're not asking what you're not. Who is it? Yeah. So who am I? The, the Paul goes Paul goes, who am I? And then the other Paul, the other one answers, uh, me. Yeah. And so now there's a dialogue between the two imaginary poles and there's a negation of that. So the who am I, the answer isn't an answer because it's never left. It's never, it's not beckoned by a question. There's just a negation of the one who's asking the who am I and the one that thinks is responding to the who am I. Yeah, bingo. And so there's a negation there. And so basically, the two is never going to arrive at, let's say, the mythical one. It's a negation of the two, and then something is revealed. And when it's revealed, it's captured in a lot of cryptic manner by saying, you know, upon arriving on the other shore and having never left, the seeker is the sword. You know, they... They try to say it in a lot of ways, but what they're basically implying is uh, you are that, yeah? But you can't say you are that to what you're not. So the what you're not needs to negate itself because there's a two-sided coin. So there's what there's, see, this is what happens in recovery. Recovery, people come into recovery and basically they didn't know what was going on. They was getting hit from left field, right field. They were totally on a consequential level. They knew something was going to happen after it happened. There was no foreknowledge, no understanding. So then they get whacked and they come into a program of recovery. 
and then they start getting a glimpse by seeing their role in things, they get a glimpse of what they may call self. And they, got, they now get a sense, oh, that's what's driving me crazy. It was self that fucked me up, you know? And so now it's like a big awakening in a weird way, but it's a dualistic awakening. Yeah. So that which is, see, is being seen as self is being presented as the seer of the self, mm. which is both, yeah? So now the first one is seen, the self, but the other self called Paul isn't noticed, yeah? So basically you're in the two-ness. So now it's even worse because now you have knowledge of it a little bit and you're wondering why you're still in the fucking rinse cycle and the tumble dry cycle. I know I'm not that. Why isn't there relief from it? Because you're knowing that as that, yeah? You're, you don't see you're caught in the bigger net. Self can't get out of self. So this is why we talk about apertures opening, yeah? So first, oh, now you see some, some aspect. You're still call, maybe calling it you or something like an ego, and that's the culprit. That's what's been fucking Paul up, yeah? So it, first it was the drink, drinking and the drugs, but that, that seemed so clearly not the case when you get sober because what you used to think, the behavior you exhibited, when you were on cocaine, you thought was produced by cocaine use. You stopped using cocaine and you're still demonstrating the same behavior. So that it wasn't because of the cocaine. So now you get to see an underlying cause and condition you had no idea of. No, yeah. So now the aperture opens up. So you see self, but you don't realize just claiming to be the seer of self. So the bondage is in place yet you expect to have relief that you would think would come from seeing what you're not and knowing that that's what was destroying my life. Yet there still isn't peace or joy because it's a, you don't recognize it. You're not recognizing that which is saying it's seeing self is selfing. Yeah. So, all right. So now hopefully the aperture opens, you catch the second one. Wow. It's dressed up as a policeman. You, the other one is dressed up as a thief. You recognize they're the same, same. Yeah. There's no difference between the thief and the policeman. Self, they're both self. All right. Now, what happens? You go further. Aperture opens up, and then you see it dawning on, let's say, an Italian Interpol jacket or a fucking policia from France, but it's still it's the same, same. So now you recognize it maybe five or six times. And then there's a critical leap. You get it. You realize it. You get duality. You see it. Yeah. There is no one, there's no self, period. There's a presentation of self as the, the bad self and the critic, you know, the policeman, the thief. It's all these little role maneuvers. It's the same, same. You're now on to it, yeah? Now the cryptic statements make complete sense because the obscuring has been seen through sufficiently. The message is super clear. Super clear. It's totally futile to try to get it as this. It's completely futile. Completely. The only thing he can show you is that it's futile. So hopefully we've had enough of that and we've known it's futile, yeah? 
It shouldn't come up for review every six months. Maybe it'll work now. No, it's dead. So now, whoa, that's incredible. Now you're convinced of that and you're open to get reviewed and edited and changed that which can be changed and reviewed and edited. And it's coming from that which never changes, has no review and never edits, yeah? And so suddenly <clears throat> the relief you were hoping to get in this place comes not from in the place, but from of what you are. So you travel lighter, not because you have 800 super techniques. You don't have any technique. You've lost interest in Paul traveling lighter. That's traveling lighter as Paul. You've lost interest in Paul traveling lighter. It's not the dominant fucking journey. You're just in acceptance of what's happening. Yeah? And you notice over time that you travel lighter through a lot of shit. And then you go to yourself as Paul, what more do you want? And humility comes over him. Yeah? Because he knows it didn't produce it, but it sure has experienced it and has observed it. So it's in a, a state of humility. It's right size. This is what we're on to here. Yeah. Everyone calls me up when they catch the thief. They're not catching the policeman. Yes. Yeah. They're calling me up. Oh, I caught the thief. I caught the thief. But they, then they're, not, they're not seeing the policeman. Yeah. That's it, eh, Pat? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Fritz, and then uh, Keith will have a comment, question. Fritz. Fritz, yes. Yeah. Hello there. So um, something you said kind of caught my ear. It, it, uh, it resonated with me because it's something I experienced at, at one point in all this and um, in the initial uh, awakening experience that lasted for some time um, what I saw was and, and nobody had told me so I you know I knew it wasn't a concept that all this that I'd seen had always been the case not only for me but for everybody um, and then, you know, after some time, the, the initial experience faded, or that was the perception. And yet there's still the memory of that always being true. So in, in a way, it's a little confusing because, you know, part of me knows that it always has been. And then somehow my attention gets drawn away from that. So... I don't even know, I'm not necessarily even complaining about it, just observing it, you know? It, it's kind of annoying, but it's where I am right now. Mm. Well, remember, it's not a memory. Because that's already, that's always so. So it's just a more of an echo in a way. <clears throat> it's not a memory. It's still vibrating. It's not like, oh, that, it was like that as if it isn't now so just to be clear about that 
Yeah, sometimes what happens is you get those free samples and then, you know, f first there is no mountain and there's the mountain again. Yeah. But thank God you're not buying hiking boots anymore. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. You know, hey, <laughs> the, the, if the mountain appears, it can definitely disappear. Yeah. 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 And then you lose interest in watching to see if it disappears. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love that thing, the Zen thing, but I like to put a, uh, something before it, which is it goes first there is the mountain, then, I ha then there is no mountain, then there is the mountain. Yeah. But I believe first there is no mountain, then there is a mountain, then there's no mountain, and then there is a mountain. <laughs> but the real that which allows a traveling light uh, when the mountain appears again is the first there is no mountain yeah yeah if not then you thought there was a mountain and it disappeared and it's come back that sucks that's a that doesn't promote that doesn't doesn't promote an ease and comfort yeah no it doesn't so, so but with the knowledge with a that there's never been a mountain it brings a levity or a lightness to the uh appearance of the of the mountain yes yeah so so it's important so to that is that knowledge every, that's the echo the echo of there is no mountain is being felt yeah 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 uh i i like the yeah. idea that you're setting the initial condition and acknowledging the initial condition of starting with no mountain yeah yes exactly because if not, then there's the hope for there to be no mountain. And then you're going to be totally bummed out when the mountain appears again. And you'll write a self-centered story blaming yourself for some fucking reason. That the reason why the mountain appeared is you did this or didn't do that. Yeah? Not knowing that you're the mountain. <laughs> That's the mountain. <laughs> yeah. In there. Done, yeah. done that. Got the t-shirt. T-shirt gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're all right, Fritz. You're, uh, you know, uh, you know, incessant joy may not be the experience here. Just a, an open, uh, very open awareness isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. True. So. So really, that's all I got right now. I'm all right, got to say about it, you know. All right, Fritz. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm simpatico with you. <laughs> I'm simpatico. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see you. I really enjoyed. Didn't I run with you in LA a few times, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're very. You're. Ah, uh, yeah. You're more. You're way more okay than you think, Fritz. Yeah, really. Caught that. Yeah, I remember you, yeah. It's very pleasant, so. Take care, yeah. bro. I'll see you, Fritz, yeah. I'll see Thanks, you. Fritz. You never go anywhere, Fritz. That, that's <laughs> good. That's a good plot. Yeah. All right. Um, Mike, yep. 
Yeah, and Keith wants to when the space is open, but we've got Drew next, I guess that means. Oh, Drew. Drew's um, representing them. Represent. Uh, uh, dependency on people, places, things for uh, self-esteem, status, uh, maybe in the context of Bill's article, Emotional Sobriety, versus the dependency on the higher power for everything. If, if you want Riff to talk about it or... What was that? Uh, uh, just I didn't of, hear the beginning. Just dependency on people, places. Yeah. It's just the dependency on people, places, things for self-esteem status uh, versus yes. dependency on higher power. And like Phil's article, emotional sobriety. Yeah. Uh, he talked about that. Uh, if you want to, you know, to take it any direction. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Nice to see you. Uh, well, to me, the emotional sobriety <clears throat> uh, would be rooted in relying on something that's reliable, first of all. Yes? People, places, and things aren't reliable because we're always under change. Yes? So we could be reliable and we may not. And uh, like we say in AA, thank God. Uh, we're not all insane at the same time. Somebody's here at the house. Yeah? So the reliance on something greater than yourself. Uh, wait a minute. The reliance on something greater than yourself delivers the good and takes away those needs that we uh, look for others to fulfill that they're incapable of doing. Yeah? It's sort of like putting uh, a ton of, of weight in a half-ton pickup. The pickup just can't take it. Someone can't, be, uh, someone can't be a higher power to me, yes? You know what I mean? I can't make some, we have that experience quite a lot in recovery when someone comes into AA and then, then they meet a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they make the girlfriend or the boyfriend the higher power, yeah? And this doesn't usually lead to emotional sobriety. It, used, it leads to stalking and getting arrested <laughs> and going out and getting drunk. So to me, the reliance, like Ramana Maharshi, in one of his right, one of the things I read about his teachings, he said a very interesting statement I'm going to screw it up a little bit, but it would have been seen, it would fit in perfectly into the AA big book. And he basically said, listen, there's two ways. Either you get to the, you get to the origin of your misery, you know, through self-inquiry, or you, re you realize you're outmatched and you surrender to a higher power. Yeah. And basically what the most, the basic, uh, Offering in recovery is surrender, yeah? We're gonna surrender and we're gonna give those needs and those wants over to something greater than ourselves instead of relying or depending on other people to fulfill those needs and wants, yeah? Because they're incapable of doing it. Yeah, we're putting way too much on them, on situations. Even on you're gonna get old and shit like that. 
So that's the feeling. Uh, in my case, uh, that had a lot of life, that idea of turning one's will and life over to the care of something greater. Uh, I had a real feeling around that because I had surrendered in life or I've had, you know, I was surrendered to the police many times, but I had surrendered to a program for two years. And uh, I had to begrudgingly admit when I left that program, my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. So uh, the action figure, Paul, is perfectly suited to the surrender, the turning one wills and life over to the care of a higher power. So, yeah, I hope that helps, Drew. Yeah. Good. All right, Thanks, Keith. Drew. Hey there, can can you hear me, Paul? Where's Keith? I can. Can you hear? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. I'm outside. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Fritz began by saying that something you had said stuck with him, and I want to begin by saying something you didn't say stuck with me. For me, the high point of this evening's talk was when you disappeared. When that, <laughs> <laughs> that two minute period. I concur, I concur completely. Yeah, and, but it wasn't the whole two minutes. The first 10 seconds, that which, how did I put it? That which never departs itself from itself, which is this, was immediately obvious, right? For 10 seconds, particularly, because nobody said a word. And then 11 and 12, 13 seconds, people began to get nervous and say things to be fill the space. And that's fine, too, because that which, is, that which never departs from itself is present even when that happens. But for me, there was a period of silence there, a free sample, a pause. <laughs> and it was because you were gone, and then you came back. But that's what I want to point to. This is what you point to all the time. This never departs from itself, no matter what state it presents itself at. I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm nervous, I'm lost, I'm broke. This, which is what I am and what you are, never departs itself. But we always start somewhere in the story where we have forgotten that we are that. So anyway, thanks for disappearing, Paul. Help me realize this. Hey, thank you. Um, my disappearances may get longer. <laughs> Please. <laughs> don't, yes. I was going to say, don't be a stranger, but please be a stranger more often. That would be a good thing. <laughs> uh, thank you, you, Paul. Nice thank to you see so you. much. Yes. I appreciate you. Yes. All right, guys. This is Brahmi. Brahmi. Are you going swimming, Brahmi? You know, Paul, uh, the monsoon has just kind of started now. So the, oh. the flow is a bit muddy, dirty, and pretty strong. Oh. So not so much. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. I'm Next still living off of the last one. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Next time yeah. it's a... Uh, Next time it's not going to sweep us both away. I'll I'll jump in there again for you. All right, good. Yes, good, good. All right, honey. Yes, let's. Uh, who else there? 
Isn't this a wonderful event, really? It's a very nice, nice, crazy thing to do on Wednesday nights, yeah? Talk about nothing. I think it's over, maybe. Hold on. What time did we start, Seven? Mm -hmm. Yes. Any more questions, uh, Nick and Mike? No, nope, I don't see any. Judith, you okay there? Judith, well, good. We we got Sandra. I, I am Paul. Hold on a second. I want to show you my idea of non-duality. Once again, I'm tangled here. Oh, hold on. Idea of non-duality, I'm tangled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> It's okay, girls. What did you oh. say, Paul? I did, what did you say? I didn't hear you. I was just repeating Judith that her idea, she wanted to show you her idea of non-duality. I'm tangled. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, again. Do you see that? Yes. Ooh. Okay. That's great. So I didn't quite finish that one, but um Wow. It says, the, you know, in the story of creation, it says that right in the beginning, it says that God put Adam to sleep. So all this is the dreaming. So Eve never happened. This yeah. never happened. <laughs> Nothing ever happened because he is asleep. And in the whole story of creation, it doesn't say, and when he woke up, how come he said he yeah. went to sleep, but then no, woke up? Funny, huh? <laughs> so non-duality never happened. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's that's my that's my reminder of non-duality. Uh, oh, that's After good, After meeting honey. you, yes. I did that. Yeah. But I um, had to get untangled wow. before I could show it to you. I appreciate People do a lot so of much, different John. things after meeting me. After meeting me, they never meet. They never uh, meet me again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh well. Thank you, Judith. We're so happy um, to have you in a little. Uh, you're in your little square. Uh, Thanks, Judith. Hey, Paul. Yeah. You got one um, more? Oh, you got. Oh, yeah. You got I'm ever so grateful. Oh, no. Hey, Nasser, hey. do you want to come on and ask the question, or did you just want me to read it? Um, if you don't pop on, I'll read it. Hey, Paul, before it keeps yeah. going, I got the seat assignments calling me, so I want to say goodbye. Thank you Bye. for the best show in non-duality. And uh, tell uh, Amelia to call me if you guys go to Berkeley, because I know you won't. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you guys. All right. All right. Remember, take care. Uh, uh, Ignacio, I'll just read it because you're not coming on. He oh, no, he has no cam. He says, uh, anyway, he said, uh, let me see, where did it go? Uh, can you explain more the relation between being in the now and that there is no doer? Well, the thing of being in the now, that's, that's the basic, that's it. Yeah, it's not like you're, you're being in the now. There's being in the now. That's it. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like, it's the, it's a perpetual state being in the now, but, uh, the idea of the doer, just tell me which comes first is the, does the doing come first and then the doer appears or is there a doer all the time and then there's doing? Yeah. The doer is, is extracted out of the claiming of the doing. Yeah. It's a noun that comes, that gets, it's like an immaculate conception of the verb and the noun appears. Yeah. So, but this being in the now, uh, no one is not being in the now. I mean, obviously. So, uh, it's sort of like when you're in recovery, when a lot of people get recovered, they think they should get medals for not fucking people over. And <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just, they're becoming normal citizens, but they think they should have a parade because it's, it's been such a, a, uh, such a sacrifice for them. It's incredible. But now being in the now is basically the perpetual state. And the idea of doer is just that. It comes from the claiming of doing. Yeah. And the language speaks of the language places the doer before the doing. That's the that's the that's the uh, the trick of language. It places which comes after to be before. And so we speak as if we're a noun and as if we're the doer, the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the touching. And in the, in the obsession with that, we lose the sense of seeing, hearing, feeling, touching, tasting, doing this and that. We lose, this, we lose the livingness of life. Or just like we used to use the example of the river, Colorado River, and I get a glass, I get a glass and I scoop out a glass of the Colorado River and I think I have the Colorado River, but I, I miss its most important essence, which is the rivering, yeah? It's just a stagnant glass of water, but the rivering is what gives it the meaning it has. So, um, yeah, that's all. See, the idea of getting into the now is based on an insane idea that you could be out of the now. <laughs> that's the insanity. So we're not looking for another methodology to convince ourselves we're in the now. We're just negating the insane idea that you could be out of the now. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how can you, you know, we're expecting like a welcome home parade on having never left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just dog shit awareness. You're just on, completely on. We're awake. You can seem to be asleep to that fact, change the fact. The joy here is to be awake to that fact. That's all. But you can seem to be asleep or you can seem to be awake, but it doesn't change the fact. You can believe, you can think you're in the now, but it doesn't change the fact there is only in the now. It doesn't. All your there and thens or you know, hypotheses and possibilities are all contained in now. Yesterday and tomorrow is now. It all is. So, yeah, I hope that wasn't helpful. <laughs>
So. <laughs> Thanks, Ignacio. Um, Linda is up. Oh, we're going to do one more, eh, Linda? Yes, Paul. I, it's, I really don't have a question. I just wanted to say these Wednesday nights have been great. I've been following you for a couple of years. And without even, even being able to explain it, I do travel lighter. And then I go back to getting all tangled up in my stories. Uh, and today, I just had a really crappy day. And I thought, oh, I, I'm even going to skip tonight. And I thought, no, I, this is, I need to get on tonight. And a lot of the points you made were just so enlightening, for lack of a better word. And the people sharing, uh, it, it, it was just, it, it's incredible. I've had a tremendous shift in the past hour and a half. So thank you so much. And thank you to everyone. Yes, thank you, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Linda. We You're appreciate welcome. your uh, being here. Yes. Thank I you. I have a fondness for all. The, I have a fondness for all the squares. Thank you, Linda. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So let's end, bro. Eh? Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for. Uh, setting all this stuff up and sorry for the uh but obviously it was put to good use by disappearance so yes thank you pause yeah <laughs> don't get any ideas though none of you get any ideas don't you get any ideas <laughs> <laughs> all right so judith george dennis kelly i can't barely see you kelly nice to see you pat Hi. Sanda Spasic. Nice to see you, Sanda. I think it's Sanda, yeah. Let's see who else is left. Gary, he's out of the corner. That's where all trouble starts. Out of the corner. Fritz, nice to see you. Jack, yeah. in his lovely camping situation. Clifford in Thailand. Nice to see you, Clifford. We got Michael in there. Uh, I don't know where you're from, Michael, but it's nice to see you. Linda again. We got Drew, we got Mary. Nice to see you, Mary. You look comfortable today. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Oh, good. Uh, let's see, Maggie is up there. Nice to see you, Maggie. Yariv, Deepak. We got Rondine. Nice to see you, honey. Richard, I don't see you. Sonny, Sonny, Johan. Yeah, I'm here. Everyone <laughs> Thank traveling you, lighter. We got Keith, Brahmi. I hope you live through the monsoon, Brahmi. I can't play. Thanks, Paul. I know we got we got Richard and Flacco and Linda and Sue Kempton and Julie and Ignacio, Mike, Rob, uh, all those. So hey, listen, thanks everybody. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, his daughter's playing. Oh, Thank yeah. You. Thank you, Paul. We'll see you on Saturday. That's your daughter, Sonny? Yeah, she was playing, so I was just in the room. 
so oh, I great. thought I'd find the camera. That was great. Bella, thanks. Yeah, you want to say hi to everybody? Hey, honey, how are you? Nice oh, to she... see you. Here now. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. You're in a different angle. You used to be pointing the other way. Did you show them the ring? We, we changed everything. Um, yes, you have. I remember you were facing the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you helped me get out of my music block. I've been composing a lot now. Oh, oh great. Well, you can always bring it to one of these talks. Just bring some stuff. Yeah? Okay. Well, you'll be our, you can be our theme music. Okay. You can be our theme music. Yeah? Yeah, I'll come. Oh, yeah. Fritz, Fritz connected me to his nephew, who's a film composer in Hollywood. He, he's composed a few movies. So he's he's teaching Ria now. So all all thanks to you and your fellowship. It's been great. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I love to hear that. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Eh? See you Saturday, I hope. See you, Mike. Oh, bye -bye. Almost likely during Saturday. It's been a while since.